0: Today's topic is supposed to be what is the Buddha's teaching. It's like an introduction to the Buddha's teaching. Firstly, I like to say about the Buddha. Who who was the Buddha? Nowadays uh, there is a lot of books uh, about uh, Buddhism. And unfortunately, uh, (coughs) uh, many of these books are not accurate. So, uh, a lot of us uh, have been told uh, That the Buddha was the son of a king. And this is not true. Uh, The Buddha's father was not a king. Uh, The Buddha lived in a country called Kosala. And the king of Kosala was uh, Vasanadi. And the Buddha's father was also not the leader of the Sakyans. The Buddha belonged to a race called the Sakyans. uh, And... uh, Uh, Buddha's father was uh, just one of the many um, people in the warrior clan. And uh, just like in Malaysia, we have tungus and rajas. And sometimes you may find a tungku or a raja who is a poor, poor tungku. So in the same way, uh, there are many kind of ordinary uh, people of the warrior clan. And Buddha's father was one of them. Uh, nothing very special. And uh, the Buddha had something from the past uh, that made him want to seek enlightenment. And if we if we study the discourses of the Buddha, the earliest teachings of the Buddha, we might come to the conclusion actually he was a an uh, Sakadagami uh, person who had attained the second uh, Aryan fruition. In the Buddha's teachings, there are four types of, uh, uh, actually eight types of holy men. Uh. The first path, the first fruit, second path, second fruit, third path, third fruit, and fourth path, and fourth fruit. Uh. So the Buddha appeared to have been uh, Sakadagamin, what is called a once-returner. A once-returner is an is Arya who comes back to the human birth. Comes back to be born as a human being for the last time, after which uh, he must enter nirvana. It's like a uh, durian, uh, which is ripe, must fall to the ground. So that being so, that's why, in spite of uh, coming from a rich family, having a young and beautiful wife, and the son was just born, uh, yet despite all that, uh, he left all the or the security of a household, uh, to seek enlightenment. So, now uh, now that we are followers or disciples of the Buddha, how, how, how is a person defined as a Buddhist? <coughs> the Buddha said, nah, we, we become a Buddhist when we take refuge in the Triple Gem. We take refuge in the Buddha, Dharma and Sangha. Taking refuge means um, we believe that the Buddha was enlightened, eh? and then uh, we follow his dhamma, his teachings. Eh? And um, the sangha is the community of monks and nuns eh? who practice a law, uh, according to the Buddha's teachings and also teach the dhamma. So you become a Buddhist by taking refuge, but you don't have to take uh, the refuge with a monk. You can just take the refuge yourself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after you become a uh, Buddhist, huh, you, uh, a normal Buddhist is expected to keep the five precepts of Sila. Just like the Christians have the Ten Commandments, huh, we have the Sila And uh, uh, basic precepts, uh, the first one not to kill, second one not to take what <clears throat> is not given to you, third one is not to commit adultery, The fourth is not to lie, and the fifth is not to take intoxicants. (laughs) These are the five basic uh, precepts, uh, that uh, if we keep these five precepts, uh, then we uh, don't harm other beings, uh, then there will be much more peace in the world. Now the other thing, uh, major thing uh, you find different uh, uh, in the Buddha's teachings compared with other religions uh, is concerning God. In almost all religions, eh? you find that the God is the central concept in their religion. You just have to believe in their God and that's it. Don't ask questions. eh? (laughs) So when I was young, I was in a Catholic school for 12 years. So I also had to study the Bible and all that. So I developed a love for the Catholic religion. And when I was in Form 5, uh, I was convinced, uh, in spite of what my mother says, in spite of what my father says, I'm going to be a Catholic. (laughs) Uh, But when I was in Form 6, uh, I started to have a lot of questions. uh. Uh, For example, uh, if God is merciful, uh, why did God create hell? God can make everybody go to heaven, uh, why must God create hell? Uh. Another question, God is supposed to be omniscient, He knows everything in the past, everything in the present and everything in the future is going to happen, He knows. So if God knows everything and He creates a human being, He will know whether this human being is going to heaven or hell, yeah? So if He knows that this, heaven being, this, living, this human being is going to hell, and put on hold, don't make him So all these questions uh, um, brought up a lot of doubts in me, so I gave up religion for many years and then later um, I came back to religion and started studying all the various religions until I came to Buddhism and I found that the Buddha's teachings is quite different, very different. Uh, The Buddha's teachings is quite uh, deep and profound, so uh, a lot of people who are supposed to be Buddhists, we are namesake Buddhists, but we don't really understand the Buddha's teachings. uh. Now, in (coughs) in, the Buddha's teachings, uh, this uh, God uh, is actually a force uh, that uh, governs the world, force that governs the world but this force that created this uh, earth uh, and all that uh, is not a being uh. we are human so we tend to give human qualities uh, to the God that we don't understand uh. so we say God is merciful we say God is omniscient God is all-powerful, we must be God-fearing and all these things. So we make God as if God is a human being, uh, at least a a living being. But in the Buddha's teachings, uh, God is just Mother Nature. Mother Nature is something we need to understand, not to fear. And Mother Nature has certain laws, certain laws of nature that we have to understand very well and if we understand uh, then uh, we live our lives uh, uh, skillfully uh, so that we suffer less and uh, those people who don't understand the laws of nature uh, they go against the law of nature by killing by stealing by raping and all these things so eventually they will get What they sow, as as the Bible says, as you sow, so shall you reap. What you give to others, you get back in return. It's a natural law of nature that the Buddha calls the law of Kama Vipaka. or in Chinese we call it Yin Guo. So, even Christians recognize this law. In fact, all religions recognize this law. What you give to others, you get back in return. But the problem is, uh, sometimes in other religions, uh, they have some other contrary belief. For example, that there is some super being uh, that can help you. Sometimes, uh, say like they believe in God, and then God can overcome all this uh, law of vipaka. For example, if a person has done a lot of evil deeds, and uh, when he's about to die, uh, he's fearful very fearful so sometimes you tell him uh, that if you just convert to our religion uh, heaven is sure for you uh, you will definitely go to heaven so when a person is desperate uh, uh, then he will want to believe that uh, but then uh, rather than believe in something that you can't see uh, why don't we see like in this life itself can you, can, you, um, can you find uh, any one particular religion uh, where, if you be, enter that religion, you convert to that religion, uh, then the God will protect you and you won't get cancer, you won't get AIDS, you won't get all kinds of sickness. Can you find any such religion? You can't find. Every religion, uh, you can find people with cancer. People with AIDS, people with all kinds of sickness, right? Uh, so even in this life itself, you can see very clearly. Uh, no one can protect you. Uh, whatever religion you belong to, it's all the same. So, in Buddhism, uh, you don't believe uh, that you can bribe heaven. Uh, just by believing uh, that you can go to heaven. You have to work for it. That's why one of the basic uh, principles uh, in the Buddha's teachings uh, is this law of Kama Vipaka. So in the law of Kama Vipaka, if you, uh, the Buddha, in fact one, one day uh, one man came to ask the Buddha, he said, Bhagavad, why is it uh, in this world uh, you can see uh, Humans are different. Some humans are born handsome or beautiful. Some are ugly. Some are born very intelligent. Some are idiots. Wrong. Huh? Some are born into a wealthy family. Have a very good life. Huh? But others are born into a very poor family. Some have good health all their life they have good health, but some are born very sickly. From the moment they are born until they die, they are always very sickly. Some people are like that. So you ask the Buddha, why? Why is it people are like that? So suppose, for example, if you are born with one eye, one eye blind, then if you think, uh, that some creator created you, uh, then you say it's not fair. How can a uh, workmanship that bagus, uh, <laughs> make me up blind, <laughs> but we if you believe in the law of kama vipaka, then you will understand everything that you get uh, every single thing that you get uh, it's what you deserve, no more, no less so. The Buddha said, it's because of past life karma that beings are born different. If a person uh, has a very bad temper in the past, always angry, what happens when you are angry? You become fierce, isn't it? What happens when you become fierce? Your face becomes fierce yeah? So, if your face is angry and fierce, eh, and every day you are like that, nah, then after the matter of habit, nah, you are always making your face very sour and, and you fierce, then you will be born ugly. Nah. But if you are very sweet-natured, nah, anything people say, so you laugh and you smile, and you are sweet-natured, nah. like sugar. <laughs> so you will be born beautiful. Again, the Buddha said, if you um, don't know something uh, and you don't inquire, you don't investigate, you don't ask, so it's natural uh, that you won't be very intelligent. But if you don't know something, you inquire, you ask, you try to find out, uh, then you will be intelligent. Also, if you meditate, uh, if you meditate, you always... uh, Keeping your mind focused. If you focus your mind eh, and you focus it well enough, eh, the light will come from within you. Eh? And that's why you see in the pictures of the Buddha sometimes they show a light on the top of the head. Even Christians, because I, I came more from a Christian background, eh? you have uh, pictures of Christian saints eh, with a halo around the head. Eh? What is this halo? It's light. Eh? Or, or, mm. So, this comes from meditation. Surely, Jesus Christ was a great meditator. Uh, that's why he could walk on water. Mm. Just like some of our Arahants. Uh, huh? So, if you meditate, there's a way to be uh, intelligent, wise. Also, don't take uh, liquor, don't take drugs, uh, and spoil your brain. Uh, then you won't be intelligent in the next life. So these are the ways of becoming intelligent. Then, um, why is a person born into a rich family? Uh, Because that person was generous in the past. If you are generous, you are always helping people. So you'll be born into a rich family where you always have plenty. But your person is always stingy. Don't want to help others, then uh, you don't create good affinity. Yeah. Then you have a wonderful the family, then you want to chari makan or sasusa. Uh, if you have good affinity with a lot of people, uh, people see you muka yeah? uh, manis, people like you. Okay, say ulang yen, so, if you open a shop or something, everybody wants to come and be your customer. So there is how to have a good life, be wealthy. Why some people sickly, Buddha said, because they like to torture others. You know, some people, they like to torture animals, make their body painful, and then when like during my parents' time, my grandparents' time, they had slaves. So last time you can buy a slave, a man's slave or a woman's slave, And think That slave is my slave, I can do anything. Sometimes they beat the slave, torture the slave. So you make other beings have pain, pain in their body. Next time you'll be reborn with a painful body, obviously you don't torture other beings and then you will have a very healthy body. Mm. Now why is it some people are born with short life, some with long life? Mm. You see, sometimes children, are uh, very young, they get leukemia and they get cancer. Mm. If you think uh, that, that we are made by uh, a living being up there, then you see it's not fair. This child, this born, never did any evil. Mm. Why must he suffer from cancer? Yeah? But if you understand the law of Kama Vipaka, then you know in the past eh, he did a lot of killing. So, at Kama, you get a short life. You make other beings have a short life, then you will naturally get a short life. If you don't kill, you allow other beings to have a long life, and you will very naturally have a long life. So, these are the laws, eh? these are the, the things uh, in this uh, law of Kama Vipaka in, in Go. Uh. There are other uh, teachings of the Buddha which are uh, more of the, on the spiritual path. Uh. Before I come to that, uh, I will talk more about this universe. Uh. You know the, the Buddha uh, even you know, 2500 years ago uh, they had not made radio telescopes. Nowadays, you have radio telescopes in America that can see so far away. But the Buddha had a more powerful telescope inside. (laughs) And the Buddha talked about expanding world systems and contracting world systems that even scientists don't know yet. So what is this expanding and contracting world system? Firstly, the Buddha talked about a small thousand-fold world system. Then he talked about middling thousand-thousand-fold world system. Then he talked about great thousand-thousand-thousand-fold world system. So what is this? The Buddha said one world system consists of one sun. If you look into the sky at night, you find a lot of stars. Every star is a sun. Hmm? So every star is a world system. And in, in every world system, uh, you can expect to find human beings. So, uh, one thousand of these stars uh, makes up a small thousand-fold world system. What scientists nowadays call the uh, galaxy, right? Uh. Now, in other Buddhist books, uh, they talk about chakra Chakravala. This thousand-fold world system, they call chakra Chakravala. What is a Chakra? A disk, right? So you see, so long ago huh, they already know that the galaxy is a disk. Uh, now only scientists like huh, understand uh, that the galaxy uh, is flat like a disk. So what the Buddha was trying to say, uh, that 1,000 of these uh, forms 1,000 fold small world system. Then 1,000 of these uh, four forms the middling 1,000, 1, fold world system. And then another thousand of these uh, form the great thousand, thousand, thousand fold world system. And the Buddha said nah, there are, uh, time uh, has no beginning and time has no end. And now Professor Stephen Hawkins uh, also verifies. Yeah, Professor Stephen Hawkins by his calculation now he has verified what the Buddha said. And the Buddha also said in the suttas the discourses uh, that space is boundless. You cannot find the limits of space. And Professor Stephen Hawking also verified what the Buddha said. But one other thing he has not verified what the Buddha said. The Buddha said uh, that our consciousness, we can cultivate our consciousness uh, until uh, it becomes boundless. You see, every living being, uh, our consciousness uh, goes to a certain extent, you know, for example, if you think about a line of ants, a line of ants walking. Huh? So you stand there and you look at the line of ants. Where are these ants going to? So can the ants look up and look at you? Can, can they see? Cannot. Why? Because their consciousness is limited to such a small, huh? they can't see us. So in the same way, our consciousness is not very big also. Uh, we can see only to a certain limit. So maybe some deva, some heavenly heavenly being up there is looking down at us, and we look up, we cannot see him. <laughs> yeah? yeah, just like the end. <laughs> so the Buddha said, if you cultivate your consciousness through meditation, you can expand your consciousness. It uh, can become boundless. Huh? Uh. So now this thousandfold. Uh, world system, uh, the Buddha says, uh, expands and contracts. What he means by that uh, is that these stars uh, they, they go further and further away from each other. And then they go up to a certain limit, uh, then they come closer and closer to each other. So now what the scientists have found out uh, is that they see the stars in our galaxy uh, are expanding. Going away from each other, but they start scratching their heads. Is this stars going to expand forever? They don't know. Eh? <laughs> they don't know. But the Buddha knew eh, that they will expand up to a certain limit. Eh? After that, they will contract. So when they contract, what happens? They will keep on contracting and contracting and contracting eh? until the Buddha said one day. Yeah. You see, now we see one sun. Yeah. Uh, yes, one sun, this beauty is already so hot, double tahan, yeah. <laughs> so after a long time the Buddha says, you uh, will see another sun come. Abisa, <laughs> the sun coming. One sun double tahan already, another sun coming into our 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 world. So when the second sun comes, uh, why why does the second sun come? Because the stars are contracting, they're coming closer and closer and closer to each other. So when the second sun comes near us, eh, ah, then the plants will die, human beings will die, all the animals will die. Ah. Then after a long time, because the stars uh, keep on contracting, eh, the third sun will come. Then the small rivers will dry up, mm, small ponds will dry up. Mm -hmm. Then after that the fourth sun, the fifth, the sixth until seventh sun, when seven suns Uh, around us, then the world will burn, will burn. And they all come together. All these stars come together and they burn and burn and burn and then they form one, one mass. And this mass is a very big, solid, heavy mass. And scientists nowadays, they have discovered this, you know what they call it? A black hole. Black hole uh, is a solid mass in space uh, which is so big and so solid uh, that anything flying near to that, that black hole gets sucked inside. Actually, this black hole is emitting light, emitting a lot of light. But because it's, it's so huge, uh, it's magnetic pull, is so strong, uh, the light, what they call the photons, uh, the light uh, particles, uh, go out and get sucked back, go out and get sucked back. So you can't see that. Uh, can't see. So you it appears like dark, but actually it's not dark. No. Mm. So it keeps sucking things like anything flying by, it gets sucked in. Then after a long time what happens? Big bang. Boom. Poucha. <laughs> um, then it gets scattered all over the place. Yeah? Mm. Then after a long time they circle and circle, circle and then the yeah, stars form again. Yeah? Uh, So this happens from the beginning of time uh, to the end, eternity. It never ends. uh, So this is uh, natural uh, laws of nature. uh. You know, if you study the Tao Te Ching, uh, it says uh, the Tao that can be described is not the eternal Tao. So that Tao is actually also God. It's a force, a being. It's not a being, it's a force that governs the world. And the Tao Te Ching says that from the Tao, then millions and millions of things are created. So they just call it the Tao, they don't call it God. My answer is the same thing. So, So now you understand how the world, our world is going to end. In the Bible, uh, it says it's going to end by fire, but I never explained very well. But the Buddha explained very well, uh, very scientifically uh, explained. The Buddha said uh, that uh, living beings, uh, we have five places of rebirth, uh, five destinations of rebirth. The highest is the heavenly place. Heavenly planes are there also many, many levels of heavens? The heavenly beings in the lower heavens have bodies like human beings, but they look like 16-year-old guys and girls from the moment they are born until they die, millions of years later. Life in the heavens is extremely happy and joyful. Next is the human realm. Uh, human beings also are considered a happy destination of rebirth below the heavens and the human realm are the three woeful planes of existence the first is the ghost realm a human being is reborn into the ghost realm because of uh, lacking blessings or merit and most human beings are reborn in the ghost realm uh, basically because of not doing charity Pusa, or Dana in Pali. And in the animal realm, uh, human beings are reborn here because of greed, lust, and anger. We notice in the animals these characteristics of greed, lust, and anger. And um, if we uh, kill or steal, commit adultery, etc., we can be reborn in the hell realms. Uh, Here is the worst existence. And because it is suffering, extreme suffering in hell, existence in hell is like eternal. Uh, When a being is reborn in hell, he knows exactly why he is suffering in hell. And uh, existence in hell is extremely long. Now, of all these uh, five destinations of rebirth, the human realm is very important. Because in the human realm, we create much more karma or intentional action. We create much more uh, intentional, we use our will much more than other uh, places of existence. So, the human Existence, uh, our life here, uh, determines the next few lifetimes that we are going to be reborn into. So that is why we should be extremely careful with human existence. Now, the Buddha's teaching is called the Dhamma, and basically, uh, the Buddha teaches the laws of nature or the laws of God, and if we live our life according to the laws of nature, we have less suffering. If we go against nature, then we have more suffering. Now, the law of nature that affects our life most is the law of karma vipaka, what you call yin guo in Chinese. Karma um, is intentional action. Every time we act uh, intentionally or using our will. Uh, or do something purposely, uh, that is karma, uh, that is creating karma, and vipaka is the fruit or the result of the karma that we uh, do. Um, now the law of karma vipaka says that we get what we give out to others, or as they express it in the Christian Bible. Uh, as you sow, so shall you reap. Now we come to the core of the Buddha's teachings, or the central doctrine in Buddhism. This is the Four Aryan Truths, or the Four Noble Truths. Mm, this is the most important teaching in the, Bu- in the in in Buddhism. The first truth is the truth of dukkha, uh, that all existence in Duk- is dukkha. Basically, the Buddha said, "Not getting what one wants is dukkha." Um, and we can understand even getting what you want is also Dukkha because eventually it will change because of the impermanent changing nature of life. Um, um, for example, uh, you may get a beautiful partner in life but after some time that person would pass away either because of sickness or because of old age and then when that person um, Passes away, then you will have much dukkha. Associating with the disliked is dukkha. In other words, if somebody you dislike is is always uh, associating or coming near you, and that is dukkha. And dissociating from the liked is also dukkha. In other words, somebody that you love goes away from you, and that is dukkha. And basically, this body and mind is dukkha. Yeah. This body and this mind gives us dukkha. Now the second. Uh, Truth is the cause of Dukkha. The Buddha said that the cause of Dukkha is craving or attachment. Uh, uh, This is the time of your life as university students uh, when the guys chase after the girls and the girls chase after the guys. Now, suppose a girl knows a handsome guy and it is not her boyfriend and uh, she just knows him as a friend. And one day she sees him joking and laughing with another girl. And that's no problem for her because she does not consider him as her boyfriend. But suppose later she has a crush for him, a attachment for him. Then you can see Dukkha arising. Why? Because if she sees this boyfriend laughing and joking with another girl, uh, then Dukkha arises. Or if she is going steady with him, and then somebody uh, seals him away from her, in other words, potong Jalan, then again Dukkha arises. So we were talking about Potung Jalan. Uh, Suffering uh, comes about through attachment, and we attach to anything, uh, any changes, uh, then we suffer. Now the third noble truth eh, is uh, uh, there is a state now eh, which is no dukkha, and this state of no dukkha is called nibbana or nirvana. Nibbana is Pali, nirvana is Sanskrit. Eh. And this is a state eh, of no suffering, and this. Uh, no suffering state uh, comes uh, when you realize uh, no self. Uh, that essentially, there is no self in this being. And this state uh, of Nibbana is the highest bliss. The Buddha said the state of Nibbana is the highest bliss. And actually, like the Buddha, he has entered Nibbana, his consciousness has stopped. And yet the Buddha says uh, that is the highest place. How do you understand that? To understand that, uh, I'll give you a simile. You know, when we go to sleep at night, uh, there are two types of sleep. One is the dream, dream state. When we go to sleep, uh, we must dream. Uh? So, when you dream, uh, you are quite agitated. You know? It's like seeing a show with yourself acting in the, in the show. Huh? you chased by a ghost or something and you get all excited. Huh? So it is not a very restful sleep. Huh? Mm-hmm. At the end of that type of sleep, huh, you get up now, huh, you still feel tired. But there is another type of sleep, huh? a very deep state of sleep. Huh? In this deep state of sleep, huh, you have no dreams at all. No dreams at all. It's so deep huh, that you don't even know that you exist. But it's so sweet huh, that when you get up, huh, you want to sleep lagi. <laughs> yeah? Ah, so that gives you an idea of what Nibbana is like. Whenever you have that Self, huh, there is suffering. You're trying to protect the Self all the time. Even in your dream also you want to protect the Self. Yeah. So, that is the third truth. The fourth truth eh, is there is a path eh, leading out of suffering. And this path is called the Noble Eightfold Path. There are eight factors in this path, eh, but it can also be simplified into three sections. The three sections are called Sila, Samadhi, Pannya. Sila is moral conduct, <clears throat> Samadhi is concentration. Concentration comes from meditation you learn to focus your mind our minds uh, are normally not focused that's why we don't see things very clearly our IQ is not very high but if your mind is focused uh, then you have a strong mind like Albert Einstein probably in the past life uh, he meditated a lot so his mind is so good nah? sometimes uh, long calculation nah? we need uh, calculator, huh? he will close his eyes and do all the calculation in the computer here and come out with the answer. How many of us can do that? Uh, and it shows his mind is really focused. Uh, so that comes from meditation, uh, concentration. So the third part is Panya. Panya is wisdom. Uh, wisdom. So the precondition for wisdom uh, is. Uh, focused mind. When your mind is focused, uh, then you can see things very clearly. Mm -hmm. So that is uh, a path out of suffering, the Noble Eightfold Path. So these are the Four Noble Truths. uh, uh. Now, because of impermanence, uh, the Buddha said, uh, everything in this world uh, is dependently arisen Everything in this world is dependently arisen. A lot of us, huh, we don't really think about it, you know, but what does this mean? It means uh every single thing in the universe huh, was not actually created by somebody. It came about huh, through causes and conditions. Can you find anything in this room huh, which existed by itself? For example, you look at this, this mark. Huh? It was made by some factory, right? Uh, now before it was made by that factory, uh, what was it? Maybe clay. Uh, where did that clay come from? Also that clay has a history of its own. Uh, it was something else and then maybe leaves and all that and, uh, fell into the ground and then over a long period of time uh, the leaves mixed with the soil uh, and then due to the compression of the earth, and it formed clay, yeah? Uh, Then before that clay was formed, what was it? Uh, Again, the soil and the leaves and all that. And before that soil and the leaves, again it was something else. Uh, So everything in this world, you cannot find a single thing that that exists by itself. Everything is causally arisen, conditioned. Everything is conditioned in this world. So that is uh, another fact of life uh, that the Buddha taught. Mm. Another one is the Buddha talking about the six senses. Six senses. That uh, the whole world, uh, everything uh, arises within the six senses. Okay. What does it mean? Actually it means uh, that we have six consciousnesses. Uh, at our six organs, you uh, see, for example, this, the eye, from the eye, you get the seeing consciousness, from the hear, ear, you get the hearing, yeah. nose, the smelling, the tongue, the tasting, the body, the touch, contact, and the mind, the thinking, mind. Right. okay? So the Buddha says, uh, the whole world uh, is within these six senses or the six consciousness." Now, if I ask you where is the world, eh? you say, "eh, the world is all around me." Man. Where are you, this one? Eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh. So you see, you 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 are aware of the world eh? because firstly you say you see the world, yeah, and then you say you hear the sounds of the world, you smell the smells of the world, you taste all the food of the world, you can touch. Eh? You say this. This table is solid to me. How can you say it, it doesn't exist? It's real to me. Yeah. And then the mind uh, is our internal world. Yeah. Now, so most of us, uh, we think uh, that the eye sees the world. Our eye sees the world. Right? But if your eye actually can see the world, uh, bring you to the operation theatre, have a quick operation, take out your two eyes, uh, put on the table, See, see, look, look, can you see or not? <laughs> can your two eyes see? Yeah boleh. The eyes cannot see. Your eyes help you to see just like the spectacles. No? Spectacles help me to see, but yeah, after spectacles, go and see the world. Can you see? I see, yeah? Actually, you don't need your eyes to see. Why? Because at night when you go to sleep, uh, you start dreaming. Uh, you see another world. But well, your eyes are closed. How come you can see another world? Huh? So actually you don't need your eyes to see. It's the consciousness that makes you see. That's why some people when they are about to die huh, and then they see hell coming in front of them, they are going to be reborn in hell. and huh? They scream. They scream before they die. So it is consciousness huh, that makes you see, that makes you... Hear and smell, taste, etc. The Buddha said, huh, whenever we refer to ourselves, huh, what is it that you call yourself? We always refer to ourselves huh, as the body, yeah? This body is me or this mind is mine, huh? So we always refer to the body and the mind uh, as ourselves. Uh. Whether it's in the when you talk about yourself in the past life or the present life or the future life, we always refer to this body and this mind. This body and this mind is for, called the five aggregates. Wu uh, Yin in Mandarin. Uh. And this Wu uh, Yin is so Xiang Xing si. Yeah. Mm. So it's the body, feeling, perception, volition and consciousness. The last four is the mind. The first one is the body, body and mind. Now the Buddha said in your body and in your mind can you find the core, can you find a, a soul that exists by itself that never ah, this now we come uh, to the core of the buddha's teachings uh, that makes the buddha's teaching uh, surpass all other religions why the buddha talked about anatta no self anatta is something very hard to understand and very hard for us to see and very hard for us to admit why because we hold on to the self our ego we cling to this ego And this is the cause for suffering in the whole world. We fight with each other because of our ego, our self. We think that there is an I here, there is a me here, and my child, my family, my race, my religion, everything, people fight. All because of the ego, the self. But the Buddha says actually there is no self. How do you understand this? The Buddha likened uh, our body uh, gave the simile of foam. You know when you wash your clothes, uh, you wash with fat. There's a lot of foam. The Buddha said our body is just like that. Now when you examine our body, what do you find? Inside our body uh, it's millions and millions of cells. Sipao, cells. And these cells uh, arise and some die, some are born, some are dying. Just like the poet, the foam. Foam, uh, the bubbles, uh, some burst, some are formed, some burst, some are formed. So our body is also like that. And scientists tell us uh, that these uh, cells uh, are changing and changing. Uh, and every seven years, uh, all the cells in your body are completely changed. Every seven years, you get a new body. uh so now, can you find anything in your body that you call me? This is me. This is I. Huh? And this thumb is me. Seven years later, you got a new thumb. <laughs> where, where is that me? <laughs> so, when you analyze the cells again, now, what do you find? Inside the cells, huh, you find uh, atoms. Atoms. So our whole body uh, is made out of atoms, right? Now scientists nowadays, uh, scientists tell us uh, that atoms are uh, like space, you know. When you look into the sky at night, uh, you find uh, 99.99% of space uh, is empty. Here and there you see a star, you see a star here, it's so far away you see a star. But 99.99% is empty. So atom is also like that. Inside the atom, uh, you have particles of energy, you have electron, you have proton, you have neutron, you have photon, you have meson, you have particles of energy moving here and there, moving here and there. But 99.99% uh, is empty. So because your body is made up of atoms, uh, you are 99.99% empty, man. <laughs> Fantastic, isn't it? Uh, that's a fact. So how is it you see yourself as this beautiful body? <laughs> the Buddha said we are dreaming. Because uh, that 99.999% emptiness uh, is consciousness. Thousands of years ago, uh, the Hindu saints already said, we are pure consciousness. Uh, but we don't see our real nature. Our real nature is all emptiness. You see, like somebody like the Buddha, because he has understood it, uh, he has made his mind boundless, so he can know what's happening on uh, some other place uh, that normal human beings would not know. Mm. So, this is the height of the buddha's teachings to understand your real nature inside you so when you understand your real nature inside you uh, you have actually seen god face to face that's why when the buddha was enlightened uh, he said oh house builder thou art seen he has seen this 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 body he calls the house So this house builder, the Buddha has seen. He said, you will never build this house again. So the Buddha has woken up from the dream. That's why the Buddha is called the awakened one. We are still dreaming. (laughs) So you see how deep is the Buddha's teachings? So because of our feeling uh, that we have this self... uh, We are struggling uh, from the moment we are born, uh, until we die, uh, we are struggling so hard to protect this self. And not only this self, uh, that everything that is associated with the self, my family, those of my race, those of my religion, uh, my countrymen. So people go to wars and kill each other, uh, all because of not understanding their real nature. So somebody like the Buddha, who is enlightened, he has no self. Or, you can say, all the beings in the world is his real self. So there's one holy Hindu saying. he said, an ordinary ordinary person sees himself in the world, but an enlightened person sees the world in himself. The whole world is inside himself. That's why the Buddha had a disciple called Anuruddha, his psychic power was so great he could see the 10,000 world pole systems like in the palm of his hand, so small. He could see the whole world, 10,000 world systems in the palm of his hand. That's why this story about the, what, the monkey god, he couldn't jump between the two fingers of the Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, uh, stop here. We all have questions. Here I have a question. I want to ask why somebody can see God, but why somebody cannot. Is it some, is it that kind of karma or Yes, yes. That is what they call yam yong an, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yam yong an is not psychic power because, uh, like the Buddha and his disciples, they have psychic power. They can see devas and devis. But this person with yam Young he only sees ghosts. He cannot see devas. Uh, why is that? Because I think uh, his frequency uh, is the ghost frequency. <laughs> he has been born in the ghost realm so many times. Uh, his affinity is with the ghost. So if he is not careful, uh, he will be reborn in the ghost, again. ghost realm again. Uh, so it is not a good thing. I want to ask whether uh, so do you believe in rebirth? Oh, definitely. Uh, we, re- we believe in rebirth. In fact, uh, somebody like Jesus Christ huh, actually also believes in rebirth. Um, there was a man in America many years ago called Edgar Cayce. They call him the sleep, sleeping prophet. He could heal people by sleeping and telling them about their sickness. Sometimes doctors could not heal somebody. This man would go into a deep sleep state. Initially he had to be hypnotized to go into a deep sleep state. Later he became quite good and did not need to be hypnotized. Then when people had certain sicknesses which doctors could not cure. He talked about past life, about past life karma. But he was a Christian. So, you know when he was in that deep sleep state, he talked, and then when he wakes up, he doesn't remember what he said, you know. So his family members have to tell him what he said. Then he scratched his head. How come I talk about karma and rebirth? And then, uh, being a Christian, uh, he thought there should be no rebirth. Then he started investigating the earliest Bibles. Uh. And then he found that actually early Bibles uh, actually did talk about rebirth. Then there was a time when uh, Emperor Constantine, a uh, Roman Emperor, he didn't like this thing about rebirth. He deleted it from the Bible. In those days, uh, the Roman Emperor, very powerful, but in spite of uh, trying to delete this, uh, because last time I used to study the Bible for my exam, uh, there is a section in St. John, Gospel According to St. John, where a priest came to see Jesus in the middle of the night. Jesus was like a rebel, you know. He was quite different from other priests. Uh. So people don't like to associate with him, you know, just like now, this ayapin associate with Hayapin and again, get the trouble so so the this uh, priest at night he came to see Jesus and he asked Jesus he said Lord are we to believe eh, that man must be reborn again before he can enter the kingdom of God and then Jesus said truthfully I say unto you unless a man be reborn again he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That is, then again the priest asked him, What? You mean we have to go into the womb again? And the, the, the Jesus again said, Yes. Uh, again, Jesus said, Truthfully, I say unto you, a man, be reborn, a man must be reborn again before he can enter the kingdom of God. Then the, Jesus told him that, You are supposed to be a priest A man who knows uh, holy things Such ordinary things you don't understand How can you understand higher things? And Jesus said uh, Unless a man be reborn of spirit and of water He cannot enter the kingdom of God Now born of spirit and of water uh, Now these Christians uh, interpret that to mean uh, That water means you must baptize lah Huh? And then only you can go to heaven. And spirit means probably you have to drink now huh, when you go for Mass, huh, Holy Communion. Huh, you have to drink the wine. Hmm? The wine, they say, is the blood of Jesus Christ. Huh? So that is their belief. But if you study the Buddha's words, huh, then you can understand. The Buddha said there are four types of birth. The lowest one huh, is... Born from eggs. Born from eggs. We know birds and uh, certain reptiles and uh, snakes and all that born from eggs. And then after that, born from womb, thai. Uh, born from the womb, uh, just like human beings, like uh, horses and all that uh, born from the womb. And then after that, born from vapor or water. And then the last one, uh, born of the spirit, uh, is direct transformation. And suppose now uh, I'm going to be reborn in heaven. The moment I die here, uh, I will immediately be reborn as a Deva. I don't need to to go and wait inside the womb. uh. I don't need to wait inside an egg. uh. (laughs) Straight away that's uh, born of the spirit. uh. And then the Buddha said, "Uh, this uh, Direct transformation and uh, born of vapor uh, is higher than the other two, higher than uh, egg born and womb born. So egg bond and womb born uh, is like you can see in animals, uh. but this vapor and uh, direct transformation, uh, and the Buddha is talking about devas. Uh. Maybe there are some devas uh, born in the clouds, uh. so that is the vapor. Uh. And then the direct transformation one is directly you see yourself as a beautiful or handsome deva or devi. In well, fact, okay. some things in the Bible uh, that you will understand better uh, after you study the Buddha's words. Uh, and you can understand what Jesus was trying to say. Okay. If you have any questions, you can write down if you are shy to ask. Okay this I go to fish shop to buy small fish I thought it's Actually, like this, uh, Sang Se, is uh, in Theravada Buddhism uh, we don't really do it uh, because like this fish or birds uh, that you try to liberate uh, seems like not much uh, good can come out of it last time in Kuala Lumpur the brickfields temple uh, every Visak day uh, the chief monk will release a lot of birds uh, uh. then later some of his supporters told him Every time we some day comes, uh the bird shop will be full of birds. <laughs> huh? that means they go and catch lah. they know you're going to release, you go and catch a lot of birds, so you don't buy, they don't catch <laughs> so also, I have from my experience uh, I have seen uh, that many occasions they release these birds and all that nah, the birds have been kept in the cages for so long nah, they don't know how to charimakan makan. Nah. they don't know how to charimakan makan at all. So some of them have been caged for so long they can't even fly. They don't have muscle to fly. <laughs> so sometimes uh, I've seen uh, he fly up to a branch. Uh. The next day, uh, after one day or two days uh, because he doesn't know how to carry makan he's so weak, he uh, fell to the ground. Then they see the, the cat or the dog coming to eat so they have to go and catch and put in a cage again. So not much uh, good uh, comes from it. Why you so happen to see uh somebody going to slaughter chicken uh, or uh or uh, tortoise or something, and then you buy from him uh, just to save that animal, uh, it's okay. Uh. But you buy it regularly, uh, then people will catch waiting for you to buy. Mm. Uh, if you always do all the good things, uh, in this library, Can you attain all the all uh, the, the uh, good in the future? I mean, the effect in the future. Yes, sometimes not only in the future. Sometimes you can see it in this life also. For example, some people, uh, uh, they do a lot of social work. Uh, they help others and all that. Man. Now itself, you can see that they are very happy. Whereas other people, you see, they are very selfish. Only care for themselves and don't help others and all that. You can see they are very miserable. Uh, sometimes, you see, nowadays especially, uh, so a lot of people, they get into depression. Why do people get into depression? Because they are unhappy, man. Why are they unhappy? Because they don't do enough good deeds. Uh, one thing you must realize in life, uh, that we are reborn as human beings uh, because we have good karma from the past. So we brought the good karma, so we are now reborn as human beings. And every day that we live, uh, and we enjoy life, uh, we are using up our store, our bank account uh, of merit. You know? So you have to be very careful. You keep on using uh one day I uh, have this red account. Huh? So uh, it's very easy uh, for human beings uh, to become a ghost after we die. Because a lot of people, they don't know this law of Kama Vipaka. So we don't do enough good deeds. Uh, when we die, uh, we become ghosts. That's why we have a Chinese belief, uh, if your mother or your father passes away, uh, seven days later he'll come back. Yeah? Sure enough come back. Very often come back. But not necessarily seven days. Run. Sometimes one day, two days, three days come back. Yeah. And then when they come back, huh, they let you know they come back. Hmm. They make some noise in the house. Sometimes they switch on the light. Sometimes they switch off the light. <laughs> and they hear the fridge opening, closing. and hear The door, the window opening, closing. Why? Why they want you to know? Because they are suffering. They are suffering and they want you to help. But, uh, I have a question. Do curse really exist in this world? Curse? Or something with spirit energy like uh, we. Hokkien uh, in Hokkien, Kong Tao, Is that really exist? The first question you ask is Do ghosts exist? Curse. Curse. Uh, oh, Kong Tao. Well, a lot of these things uh, we don't believe until we get it, (laughs) (laughs) just like a lot of people don't believe in ghosts uh, until they see. uh. Mm -hmm. So from my experience uh, talking with other people, uh, I think it exists. uh, There was a man who came to me, he was a Christian. His family was Christian. Then his brother worked in a factory in Penang, And his brother got promoted. And when the brother got promoted, other people got jealous. So made Kong Tao on him. So he became sick, very, very sick. So this man, he went to his pastor and all that for help. Couldn't, couldn't, get, couldn't get any help from the pastor or priest. So he was desperate, he came to Buddhist monks uh, for help. Mm. But unfortunately he came to our Chinese monks in Penang uh, who don't know how to cure this compound uh. And also it so happened that he went to that monk uh, who doesn't know about who, which monks can, can cure. Uh. There are some Thai monks uh, they. They do this kind of thing sometimes. So, he told me the brother one day went to the toilet. I didn't come out from the toilet for about one hour. So the wife got worried. The wife called him, so he, no response. So the the wife took a chair, went on top of the door and looked down. Instead of seeing the husband there, I saw an old man squatting there. So, like, he was possessed. There another another person inside him. Another time, he told me the wife was looking after this husband at night. Sometimes, at night, from the, sleeping like that, from the end of his feet, you can see something coming out, some spirit coming out. So eventually he died. That man died. Hmm. So there are such things from what I hear, people's experience. So if a, firstly, a person to get this kind of kong tao shows the what in Hokkien we call ji mm. un care. One so one so uh. And what is this? What is this? What what does it mean? One so tai or this ji un It means, uh, your store of blessings, uh, your store of merit uh, is very low. Very low. That means, uh, for a ghost to harm you, uh, that means you are probably going to be reborn as a ghost uh, or as a human being. But if a person, uh, for example, uh Sao a monk, who meditates, who keeps his precepts, huh? then Ji Un Kwan and So cold, huh? that means, huh, this person is going to be reborn as a Deva, huh? so this spirit wants to harm you, huh? he can see, because they are, they are psychic, huh? this ghost wants to harm you, so he sees, wow, if I kill this, this human being, huh, he is going to be reborn as a Deva, he is going to uh, how do you say? Uh, Shin So. Uh, 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 he's going to come back and take revenge on me. Uh, better don't play a fool with him. Uh. <laughs> uh, that's why you see uh, certain monks uh, who practice meditation and all that go to the forest, deep forest alone, or stay in a dark cave alone. Uh, no spirit harm. No mm-hmm. In fact, spirits come and protect. Because they are psychic, huh? they know your mind. You cannot cheat them. Huh? Whatever person you are, these huh, devas and ghosts, huh? they can read your mind. Huh? So it's just like you go to a certain area with gangsters. Huh? You are thin, small size. Huh? Taiko want to bully you. Huh? But if you are big size and you are strong, huh? they call think twice listen, huh? before you want to bully you. Huh? <laughs> so it's the same. Huh? If our mind is strong, huh, we have muscles inside here. The deva or the ghost want to harm you, huh, so think twice.